Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nick Flanagan Live with a haircut, even. Uh, my hair still feels messy, but I do have a cut. Let me know if you like the cut or what. So if you're listening to this as a podcast later and you're like, how can I know if I like the haircut? I don't know. Maybe I'll make the picture for the episode. Episode? Maybe I'll let you know by posting a picture in my in the episode. Why can't I talk? I thought I knew how. I don't seem to. Welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. Thank you for listening to this live episode. Uh, If you're watching, you can see in my room what it looks like. I hesitate to call it my room. This is a room that has been inhabited by many energies. Not just mine. Mine is the most recent. My dad, uh, who is now away from Earth. Uh, This room was where he spent a lot of time. Then my sister moved in. And that's why there's this weird bunch of monk paintings in here. Because my sister has strange themes that she seems obsessed with. There are clowns in this room. There are posters of smoking monks. Paintings. Smoking monks. Smoking... Uh, nuns, smoking skeletons. You can't see these. You're going to have to take my word for it. And I beg you to take my word for it. I had to get up and get a water. So this is an opposite. It's the opposite of an episode. I don't really know what the opposite of an episode would be in terms of content Uh, I guess it would just be something that was forever. I feel like an episode is something that happens. And it's episodic. It has a beginning and an end. But an episode, the opposite of that would just be space. Infinite space. Which, let's face it, is hard to come by in a city if you're living in the big city. But if you're listening to this and you don't live in the big city, enjoy your space. Because someday... A city folk will encroach upon it. That's the saddest thing. Big cities. They got city folk in them. But these city folk... What's gonna happen? What happens when it gets ex- too expensive in the city? The city folk gotta move to the country. And then the country folk go to war with the city folk. And I think that's what's gonna happen in the future. In all the countries. In all the world. War. I was saying earlier, I think if there was a world war, unfortunately, uh, Donald Trump would probably uh, instate a draft. (laughs) Wouldn't that just not be... It would be impossible for him not to. And he did not fight in Vietnam. That would be the irony. Speaking of irony, he said, in a perfect segue into the topic of the day, been watching things quote ironically unquote almost my whole life long through I think is that a sentence I've been I can't I was trying to remember the first thing I watched you know hate watched they call it watched sarcastically that kind of thing 
And I, I realized what it was. It was a little show called The 700 Club. If you also watch The 700 Club, I pity you. Much like I pity me. Because that 700 Club was no good. Hosted by Pat Robertson. Terry Mewson was on the show. She was like this weird beauty queen and it was hyper-Christian, the 700 Club. Pat Robertson was like this ghoulish host who's looked exactly the same from the dawn of the show, probably from the dawn of time. And he would very gently say, well, here's the thing, like, we don't know why these people do what they do, but they are demonic. And I, I pray for them. Like, he wasn't quite Southern. He was just, like, folksy. In a very scary way. And this was in the golden era of... Uh, my generation's um, religious figures. If that make Preachers. You had, like, uh, Jimmy Swagger. James uh, Baker. What was his name? Backer, Jim Backer, and uh, Tammy Backer. Oh my god, if the 700 Club knows about Patreon, whoo boy, they make a lot of money, a lot more than $700. Anyway, but I remember I played Dungeons and Dragons as a child, um, and the 700 Club did a whole episode where they said how demonic and satanic it was, and I found nothing demonic nor satanic in the game. In fact, I just thought it was fun. Fighting j jellies. That was an enemy type in Dungeons & Dragons. You could actually just... It'd be like a jelly and you'd have to fight it, or an ooze, or a gelatinous cube. Didn't seem demonic to me at all. And this old man telling me so did not convince me. And I said, wow, this guy, everything he says is bad is maybe good. And I kept watching it to get into the, whatever the opposite, opposite thing of what he said was bad, I would, I would do that because it must be good. And that's really been how I've lived my life. And frankly, I'm starting to think Pat maybe was right about a few... No, I, I don't think he's right about any damn thing. But yeah, the 700 Club I watched, gave ratings to, because I could not turn away from how bad it was. Although there was a lot of weird shows that I watched as a child besides the 700 Club. Most of them religious in nature. There was... Um, Davy and Goliath. The plasticine dog and boy where I guess Goliath was like an angel sent to Earth. He was the dog. And uh, Davy was this simple, simple boy who was constantly making mistakes. And then, uh, hey, Larry. Larry uh, and Lorraine Sharon are watching. This is very exciting. I'm just doing a live episode of my show. I'm talking about David and Goliath. Yeah, Davy would be like, Hey, Goliath, 
Should I steal this oil from this oil field and give it to my ma and pa so that we can live? Because they said rent was late. And then Goliath would famously say, I, I don't know, Davy. And just from saying, I don't know, Davy would take a minute, investigate his moral compass, and next thing you know, he's not stealing. He knows it's wrong. And then I watched a show called Circle Square Ranch, which was another religious show, and that was uh, Canadian. All the shows I mentioned up to now were deeply American. They wanted your money. Circle Square Ranch didn't seem to want your money. It wanted your soul. It wanted your children's souls, to be frank, because it was aimed at children. It took place on a ranch called Circle Square Ranch, and uh, there were puppets everywhere on this show. It was kids wandering around, and then these puppets would pop out and they'd go, Hey, did you hear about this psalm? And then the kids would go, No, but I'd love to. And then the puppet would teach them about biblical things. I watched some of those with genuine curiosity. Davy and Goliath, I, I think I actually liked Davy and Goliath. In Circle Square, I just couldn't wrap my head around what was going on. So those weren't being watched mockingly by me, those were being watched with interest. Um, just because when I was growing up, religious stuff was, uh, was really everywhere. And you didn't think it was that weird, Christian stuff. But the 700 Club had such a, <laughs> like the guy was so gentle and speaking so, in such a bigoted manner and with the idea that everyone was going to hell being like a big element of it that I was confused and I kind of hated him and it felt weird that I did because everything else was gentle and it felt like it was gentle Seven Heart Club I was like Pat Robertson is bad and why am I nine years old and I know this anyway he's still alive so that's cool I got no problem with Still being alive. There's some people I would trade him being alive for who died, but it's okay that he's alive. Anyway. That was a longer take on the 700 Club than I was expecting to do. But anyway, since I started watching the 700 Club, my whole life has now been filled with lots of things I watch with incredulousness like watching bad people with incredulousness is part of practically my daily routine and I don't know how healthy it is but I can't get around it but but today tonight I'm going to watch good a good person I'm going to the edge of town right by the water to see one of my favorite rappers Earl Sweatshirt and uh, I'm reviewing the show, so I really hope hope it's a good show. I don't want to write some negative review of one of my fave performers, but I, <laughs> fairness above all. No, I'm fully anticipating it to be good. And uh, <laughs> I even asked the publicist if I could get Earl on the podcast. 
He did not say yes. But that's fine. That's fine. But that's fine. I totally get it. You know? Earl's got things to do. Um, Earl seems like a cool guy. I just wish I didn't have to go so far to see the show. It's one of those things where the show is so far that I just want to... It, it could be like my favorite band in the world and I might not go. I saw Wu-Tang at this same venue. And they are one of my favorite, the Wu-Tang Clang. And I still was like, is there a way I cannot go to this venue? I'm not gonna name the venue. You don't want that lawsuit. Or do you? Yeah, Earl, I really think Earl is one of my favorite rappers of uh, since like 2000. He just is such cool lyrics. And he's like sort of abashed. He is also intent on not really giving the public what they might think they want. And most of his albums seem to age pretty well. Like his new record is very hard, it's impenetrable to some extent, but then I still think it's good. And I think it'll only improve as time goes on, as time goes by. Trying to like everybody's things on this Facebook chat on YouTube. It's live on YouTube, live on Facebook, one day live on Twitch. Who knows? I'm doing a photo shoot on Sunday, hopefully for merch, to use for merch for this podcast. Would you wear a Nick Flaney Weekly shirt? Let me know through send out a smoke signal I'll see it and I'll if you if was there ever a way where people would like like use it like Morse code smoke signals like if you know you're smoking a cigar and you puff out the word help is that what a smoke signal was tell me what a smoke signal is yo you wanna go out for a smoke signal you know, smoke signals are legal in Toronto, Canada now. Uh, speaking of Canada, huge decimation of everything in my province of Ontario on its way from education to overdose prevention to being sedated during a colonoscopy. Our current boss of the province is wrecking it all. He, d- he wants to save money for the taxpayer, so enjoy being awake for your colonoscopy, folks. It ain't gonna be pretty. Good lord. It's so funny, Americans, when they talk to you about Canada. Oh, you guys got free healthcare. Yeah, but uh, it's, gotten, it's gonna be pretty bare bones in a few years. Literally. They will only, you will, it will only be free health care if your bone is visible. I don't know what that means. Earl sweatshirt's gonna be fun, I hope. I don't wanna go a thousand miles just to see a guy do a bad show. I also worry with hip-hop, it's like a, um, it's bad, it's a rap stereotype I have. 
Um, not a boombox. That is a type of stereo that is pl- they play hip-hop on, but it's not a boombox. It's, it's that I've been to enough hip-hop shows or heard, especially in the 90s, about enough hip-hop shows that, like, didn't go well for whatever reason. And, you know, where they play the backing track and all that stuff. That I worry about shows being good. And if someone's a newer performer, which obviously Earl's, like, 21, you know, uh... Maybe, but I have faith. I think it'll be good. I actually think the era we're living in now probably is like better rap performances in general than in the 90s. But what do I know? I'm just some guy. Some straight white guy. Ugh. Today was sad. Bittersweet. Today was sad and bittersweet. Because I had to leave a dog named Chloe that I was dog-sitting. Chloe's a border collie filled with energy, pep, musk, and she just really was a lot to deal with, but she made me very happy, and she got me out of the house, and she would kind of hug me, smile at me, and I really need that. You know, if you see me on the street, greet me that way. You have hug consent, unless you're sticky. Then you cannot hug me. But, um, Chloe the dog, so cute, so nice. I've posted pictures of her on my Instagram. You can take a look. And today I walked her for about an hour and she was running around. When it was snowing last week, she was frolicking in the snow, and it just made me think, you know, she's three, which I think is about 40 in dog years, or human years, and uh, I know that's wrong, by the way. Don't write me at jick, don't write me at weeklypodcast at gmail.com, that's W-E-A-K-L-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, ah, gmail.com don't write me and say that three dog years is not 40 human years i understand it's not so let's just get past that right now let's just move past it okay have we moved past it good go on but you know i'm my age i'm not that old i'm not approaching life with the vim and vigor that chloe is I'm not recognizing that snow is something to roll around in joyously, that leaves are something to smell, that toilet paper, balled up napkins are possibly edible. She thinks all of these things are true. And you know what? Be more like Chloe. That's what I say. Pee in public. That's what the dogs do. Do as the dogs do doo-doo as the dogs doo-doo. Okay, this is controversial take. Hot take. I don't think people should be charged with, like, indecent exposure if they pee in public. I feel this is something that's happened in the last few years. I don't know if it's an urban legend, but apparently you pee in public. Someone arrests you. Cop, presumably. I guess citizens could, too. And next thing you know, you're in the clink, you've been charged with indecent exposure, you have to move to a neighborhood and knock 
on every door and say, I should let you know I have committed a sex offense. Now, here's something I've always wondered <laughs> about that door knock. First of all, do you look the person in the eyes? Do you knock on the door? Finally, they answer, excuse me, I was just in the middle of reading the encyclopedia. Is this important? Now do you go, hi, sir, look at your shoes, or do you look him in the eye and say, hi, sir, I'm a sex offender. And nobody, please nobody, like, use that clip. I'm not. And then, you have that awkward moment. Thanks for telling me. Is that what you say? Okay, thanks for letting me know. I'm going to move. But can you also go, I should let you know, I was peeing in public. Is that the next thing you say? I'm on the sex offender registry, but it was for peeing in public. What if someone doesn't understand? And they'll just go, or they just think it's the same. You peed in public in my town? And that's my take on the dogs and how nice Chloe is. I think every day I'm going to try to list uh, gratitude. That's what i got to do, what I'm grateful for. i got to leave in a second, so I'll, I'll get my gratitudes out of the way. I'm grateful for everybody who listens to the podcast and watches my live streams and enjoys my overall presence in the world. Thank you. Thank you for telling me you like it. Thank you for listening. And even if you don't tell me you like it, I feel it. But I'd feel it more if you told me. <sighs> that reminds me, I have to write someone back. If you're listening to this and you listen to the podcast and I haven't written you back and you wrote me a message, I don't know, write me again or I'll write you back. I, I'm not great with this. There's a lot of means of being contacted, you know? So you might remember to write someone back from... They're like uh, your work Gmail, but then for your podcast Gmail, you don't write them back. Facebook, you gotta write those back, and then you ever get a message on YouTube? <laughs> That's a weird one. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I've done some interviews, so I'm a, I'm also grateful for all the people who take the time to get interviewed on this podcast. Thank you. Mark Little is coming up. Derek Beckles, Derek Beckles is, is not, but I, I assume in the future he will. Um, Damien Abraham from Effed Up, and Danko Jones, and uh, uh, an actress I worked with, uh, a couple of actresses I've worked with are set to be on there, and musicians have said they're going to do it, so I'm very grateful for all the people who've taken the time to do the podcast. And finally, stepping right outside of the podcast not talking about that. I am grateful for the Transac in Toronto. It's a cool community hub. It has three rooms. I perform there. I've been performing stand-up there so much and I'm just so grateful to have that stage. And I'm great. Uh, so yeah, thank you for being at the Transac. And thank you for watching now. If you want to support the podcast, please look up Nick Flanagan Weekly live uh, live? Nick Flanagan Weekly. Look it up on iTunes. Subscribe. And if you want to support me financially, <laughs> which I would appreciate, but I understand if you don't want to, 
But I would really appreciate it if you want to support the podcast, help me get it out. You can go to patreon.com slash nickflanagan or paypal.me slash nickflanaganweekly. Thanks, everybody. I hope you answered my poll. Anyway, good night. In case you didn't notice, that was taken from a live stream. I've been live streaming lately, and if you want to follow me on Twitch or YouTube, which will be the primary places I live stream, you can go to twitch.com slash nickflanaganweekly or youtube.com slash hilarification, which is H-I-L-A-R-I-F-A-C-A-T-I-O-N. Can you even... Tell me how to change it from hilarification. I should probably change my YouTube handle. Hilarification, though. Follow me on YouTube. Thank you. Bye-bye. Flanagan. Weekly. Nick Flanagan. Weekly.